Game three of the ALCS between the Indians and Blue Jays. Cleveland with a 2-0 series lead. A raucous crowd in Toronto. Marcus Stroman on the hill for the Jays. Trevor Bauer going for Cleveland. Is he recovered though from that drone accident he suffered last week? Checking out his pinky finger right there, hoping the stitches hold up. We pick up the action in the first. No score, a man on for Mike Napoli facing Stroman. Napoli with a high fly ball. Deep right, back goes Batista on the track toward the wall, jumps, ball, kicks off his glove, bangs up against the wall. Retrieved by Pilar, in to score is Santana, and in sliding with an RBI double is Mike Napoli. And the Indians have a one nothing lead as Mike Napoli hit it a ton to deep right center. If he starts getting blood on the baseball, he's in trouble because the umpires won't let him go, and that thing is bleeding badly. Well, I wonder how much longer Bauer's going to be able to pitch. The payoff, and it's high, ball four. So he's walked the pair, and they'll look at Bauer's finger, and it is bleeding pretty badly. And he is bleeding so much from that hand, he's trying to hold it against his jersey to stop the bleeding, but you know, when you have those stitches in, and you're trying to throw a ball 95 miles an hour, I don't know how the stitches could ever stay in place. And that's it. The accident happened Friday morning. Ten stitches, hoping that those were good enough to make him able to pitch. Not the case. That ball was hit to Lindor, who bobbled. Got the out there. Double play. Lindor juggled it, but got the bag and made the throw. Mike Everett watched it closely, made the call in second. Here comes the 0-1, swung on, and there's a high fly ball. This one's hit to deep left center, way back. Home run, Napoli. Drive in front, 2-1. to one. Wow, if Napoli starts to light it up, and he's now two for two tonight, look out. And that ball is drilled to right field, and she is gone. Jason Kipnis breaks the drought and stakes the Indians to the lead again. It's 3-2. From a hitter's perspective, you got a really good idea of what he has that particular night. This was a 2-2 fastball. Try to get it on the outside corner. He smokes it. Two out, two on, two run Indians lead in the seventh. The pitch. Swung on, line drive to left field. Chris coming on, dives. He made the catch! He made the catch! On a sinking liner, Coco Crisp came charging, took a chance, left his feet, and made an incredible diving catch. Well, Andrew Miller is coming on, and he's been invincible this postseason. Here it comes. Slider check swing. He went around. Miller gets another strikeout. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Went with the hard stuff at 95, and Pilar is down swinging. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on the slider. And the Blue Jays are down to their last out. The pitch. Swung on bank. Back up the middle. Behind second. Backhanded by Kipnis. Throw to first. Ball game. He got him on a great play. Ranging far to his right with a backhand and back of second. And a tremendous throw to first. And the Indians have beaten the Blue Jays again. 4-2 the final as Cleveland takes a 3-0 series lead. The Indians now 6-0 so far in this year's postseason. The Indians are the first team in Major League history to ever win a postseason game without any one pitcher recording more than five outs. 
the bullpen goes eight and a third frames, allowing just two runs. Brian Shaw notches the win, and Andrew Miller gets his first career postseason save. The Indians go for the sweep on Tuesday. Corey Kluber against Aaron Sanchez. Our own Tim McMaster and Jack Morris look ahead to game four as the Blue Jays have their backs against the wall. Game four of the ALCS could be a clincher for the Cleveland Indians as they take care of business in game number three here at the Rogers Center. Tim McMaster along with Jack Morris, but because Trevor Bauer only lasts two-thirds of an inning, it means it's going to be Corey Kluber on short rest in game number four and again in game seven if they have to play that game, but he's never done it. You have. What are the tests? What's the test? I think he's going to love it. I actually think his command will be better. Uh, I know he's never done it before, but he's an ace. He's a guy that can go out there and dominate the game. Terry Francona is going to, you know, a little bit of question whether or not everybody will be available. I think they are because nobody pitched more than five outs in game three. With that being said, he's hoping that Kluber can get through the seventh, and I really expect that he will. How about the fact that it's a 4 o'clock start after an 8 o'clock start? You don't think that matters as far as the bullpen goes? This is postseason baseball, Timmy. I think everybody's ready and on board. Uh, they know that the, the importance of being able to finish this off in a sweep for Cleveland, so I know everybody will be ready to go. On the other side, the first step is just to kind of, I guess, pick yourself up after going down 3 to nothing. But how do the Blue Jays do that, get back in business and get those bats going in game four? Well, the one thing they can't think about is game five. They've got to think about how do we attack Corey Kluber, get an early lead. They have yet to have a lead in this series, and Cleveland's kind of taken the fans out of the game here at Rogers Center. They've just pitched so well that anything that that Toronto can do to score first and get a lead would really help. We thought the Blue Jays would have the pitching advantage in most of these games after game one. Aaron Sanchez will have to finally be the guy that gets it done as a starter. Yeah, and he, he was a little bit shaky in his last start, so uh, the pressure will certainly be on him to try to match Corey Kluber uh, inning for inning, but with that being said, it's still about the Toronto Blue Jays and their offense. They just haven't got it clicking yet. Jays manager John Gibbons on how his team struggled in game three against the Cleveland bullpen. They were forced to go, go to their bullpen. I thought uh, Tito did a masterful job running that bullpen today. And, uh, you know, they, they shut us down. You know, not going to get in who's doing what, this and that. But, they, you know, they did a great job going through a number of guys and uh, shut us down. Had a good feeling at the end. It didn't happen, but I had a good feeling. But, uh, you know, we'll show up tomorrow. It's, a, it's a definitely a daunting task. But uh, it's been done before. Well, oh well. Well, the, well, the other night, you know, we had our, our pre-series uh, meeting, and you know, they, they they brought up the injury, you know, MLB, and said, and you know, told both teams, you know, if it starts bleeding at all, he's got to come out of the game, you know, regardless. I mean, you can't put anything on it to do all that. And you know, we got we kept getting calls that it was bleeding pretty good, and I think it was, you know. And um, but hey, they stepped up, man. Their bullpen. I mean, they got some different weapons over there, different style of pitching. And they came through for us, for them, that's for sure. You know, uh, I mean, we need a good outing. Keep keep it low scoring anyway. And uh, I still believe our, you know, our, our offense is, is due to erupt. You know, it hasn't happened yet, uh, but I've seen it too many times. Hopefully tomorrow's that day. We'll see. Marcus Stroman spoke after the game about his start. Not good enough. Uh, didn't do the job. That's pretty much it. Marcus Russell said he felt like he had pretty good stuff on the night. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I had great stuff. Just uh, didn't locate on certain pitches, and uh, they kind of capitalized on, on my mistakes. I struggled with the sinker all day. Just um, struggled to throw for a strike. Didn't have the same action. So 
um, yeah, he put a great swing on three two. Uh, trying to get to the outer part of the plate, just caught more middle than it did outer outer half. Kevin Plar understands that game four is a win or go home situation. If we knew, we'd be doing it. I mean, it's, it's baseball. It's a tough sport. Um, just haven't been able to come with a big hit. It's that simple. Um, it's not from a lack of effort. Everyone in here wants to win. Everyone in here cares. It's it's just how it goes sometimes. And, um, you know, they're, they're sitting over there with the 3-0 three, three lead because they are getting the timely hits. You know, it's been very competitive um, all three games. Um, they just seem to be able to come up with a big hit when they need it. Michael Saunders knows the Jays are in a must-win situation in game four. There's really only, like you said, one game at a time at this point. But, um, you know, like I said, our backs are against the wall right now. And, uh, you know, it's an elimination game. So, uh, no, you can't look too far ahead. you got to kind of, you know, worry about, um, you know, tomorrow and, and who we're facing tomorrow and come up with a, uh, you know, a good game plan. You know, we've had our backs up against the wall before, you know, last year as well. And, um, you know, we're going to draw on that experience to come back for game four.